Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode three of our Pride Month celebration here on Standing Post. In this episode, I speak to officer technician Brianna Hill about her recruiting efforts and being an ally for the LGBTQ community. Although she'll be in our last episode of this miniseries, we also mention how Kelvin Creighton, or KC for short, also works with Officer Technician Hill on recruiting efforts. I hope you enjoy the episode. Officer Brianna Hill, thank you for coming on the show to talk to me and talk to the listeners about a very special and important subject today. Um, but before we begin uh, the episode, do you mind introducing yourself to the listeners? Yes, yeah, so, um, my name is Officer Technician Brianna Hill with the United States Secret Service from Warrington, Virginia. And I was recruited back in 2018. So I've been with the agency since February 2018. And what drew you to the Secret Service? Why did you uh, decide to apply uh, to the agency? So I joined the agency because I always thought that it would be like an awesome way to travel. I never thought that I would have the opportunity to, you know, interact with the president or the families or even get close to the White House. So I thought that would be an awesome opportunity as well. Um, and also just to see history in real time. Awesome. Can you talk about some of the history that you've seen in real time? Anything that um, of note? Uh, yeah. So inaugurations, different press releasings that's happened at the White House since I've been there in 2018. Just meeting different celebrities that came to the White House or different sporting events like championship games. Um, all of those people that have come to the White House. Awesome. And why specifically the uniform division? Because I know I asked you about joining the Secret Service in general, but what about the uni- uniform division? What, what drew you to that? Um, so my original plan was to go local PD. However, when I learned that there was a uniform position within the Secret Service, set my sights on that position. And I was actually um, informed of the, of the position from a previous internship I had did here in D.C. And so the, I kind of, you know, started researching the position and, and learned about, you know, all the different specialty units that you can do on the uniform division side that you couldn't necessarily do on the agent side such as like the emergency response team, counter sniper, crime scene search unit. And, you know, I was very interested in learning more about the HP and learning more about the uniform division. What drew you specifically to law enforcement in general? So my major was criminology, law and society. So, and plus I've always watched all of the crime shows that people are familiar with. Like I still watch all of those. And I always knew that I was going to be doing law enforcement. I just didn't know if I was going to be getting a career in federal government as soon as I did. So it just happened to work out that way. But yeah, I just knew I was always going to be doing law enforcement. Of course, like I said, I was going to be going the local route until I got the opportunity to apply for Secret Service. Awesome. And one of the reasons why one of the reasons why we have you on the show is um, we're we're specifically uh, speaking about uh, Pride Month. But you were suggested to come on the show because you're a recruiter for the Uniform Division, but also an ally to the LGBT community. And we'll get into some of that here a little later in the the episode. Can you kind of talk about what made you want to join the recruiting team? So I'll first talk about some of the things I've done while on the agency. So I've gotten trained in like a host of different things while I was an officer at the White House, such as equipment handlers, so setting up magnetometers and x-rays for different details on the road, jumping from city to city, especially during campaign season. I was also trained in the special operations section, so I conducted guided tours for the public and special guests of the president. Um, I've also worked many holiday events. Uh, like I said before, I've met all, like most of the sports team that's uh, won the championships within the last few years and have visited the White House. I've met them. And I also um, was the watch commander's clerk. I was a permanent day work watch commander's clerk at one point. And I handled all of the reports for the White House complex, whether that be an arrest, an involuntary committal, 
or an officer reporting an injury um, that they may have had while on duty or off duty. Um, I also managed all the reports for day work on behalf of the captain. So um, that was kind of some of the stuff that I did prior to being a recruiter. And then in October of 2021, I applied for the recruiter position. And pretty much the reason why I put in for it is because, you know, I love what we do. I haven't had any issues with my career. I actually promote the uniform division officer position to most of like the recent grad graduates because I, I believe it's like a great opportunity for them to get their foot in the door if that's something that they want to do, especially in federal law enforcement. And, you know, something that I'm very passionate about. I think it's an awesome career. Again, you know, make a lot of money. You're going to travel, see history in real time, experience a lot of things that you wouldn't necessarily get to experience if you went the local route or if you did something else. So, and a lot of people don't really know that this opportunity exists. So I like to go out and let them know, hey, like this is, this is, you know, obtainable. You can apply for this job. It's basically USA jobs posting and just hit apply and, most people don't really recognize that until you actually tell them. Awesome. And I just had to kind of throw this question in here uh, real quick. We had Lieutenant Walker on the show uh, a while back. Do you Have you worked with him before? Have... Yes, he's my lieutenant. Mm-hmm. He was um, a great person to have on the show, and I'm happy to have you on the show, too. I think there's always a, a, a for recruiters, there's a, a specific personality of just uh, very personable, very approachable. And um, I always enjoy talking to recruiters just because of their um their personalities. So I, I greatly appreciate you jumping on the show here. So one of the specific things that we did actually want to talk about, and again, I, I'm referencing back to Kelvin, forwarded your name about being a ally uh, for the LGBT special emphasis group recruitment. Can you kind of talk about how you fell into that uh, responsibility or just becoming an ally? So I, again, I joined the agency, well, not the agency, I joined the recruiter program in October of 2021 and so when I came in I was given two programs one being the women's program and the other one being the LGBTQ program and so one of the contacts that I received was Kelvin and I've been working with her on different pride events different virtual events that we're going to be hosting for June for pride month and what we do is we pretty much tag schools um, that are across the United States so we're doing like a southern region we're doing a northern west coast so we're going all around virtually um, to these different schools and we've tagged students who have identified themselves within the LGBTQ community. And so we have invited those students to participate in the different virtual events and pretty much hear what the agency has to offer and then also hear firsthand experience from Kelvin. Okay. So specifically these accounts, can you kind of describe the, the, the way that the recruiters handle accounts and how they're assigned uh, accounts uh, within recruiting? Uh, yeah, so we have several civilian recruiters, and then we have a few special agent recruiters, and then approximately six uniform division officer recruiters. And so our job is to uh, focus on our program. So some of us have, like, for me, I have the Women's and LGBTQ program. Another person has HBCU and African American. We also have Asian Pacific, Asian Islander Pacific program, uh, Native American student athletes. So a bunch of different programs that we focus on. And we tailor our events to those. So we go to different career fairs or conferences. Like last summer, we went to the HBCU Legacy Bowl. So that kind of encompassed um, both HBCU students as well as student-athlete students. And we also attended NAWI, which is like the National 
law enforcement, a women in law enforcement conference. And so we, we go to all of those different events and recruit and share recruitment information with those who are interested in applying for the Secret Service. And at these recruiting events, do you specifically go out and search for individuals that are LGBT or do you just passively kind of wait for someone to kind of tell you that they are? Oh. And well, no, please go ahead. Oh, no, I, I don't um, ask them their sexual orientation when I'm at these events. So it's something that they, if they want to disclose that to me, they can. However, you know, if I'm at like a, a student career fair, I'm not assuming, you know, that I'm there to only recruit LGBTQ applicants. I'm there to recruit everyone. So it's not me, you know, targeting anyone specifically, but, you know, I'll pick certain events. So like if they're women focused, you know, obviously I'm there to recruit women or if it's LGBTQ focused, I'm there to recruit them. Um, but, you know, general affairs and stuff, I don't typically get into the weeds of that. Uh, if someone is hesitant to approach you, um, they may not have the confidence to come talk to you about recruitment or a job with the Secret Service and they've um, they kind of, well, they fall in this community. What do you suggest? For instance, when we went to the Miami Pride Festival, a lot of the questions were pretty similar to those who aren't necessarily in the community. So like, what are the basic qualifications? What type of candidates are they looking for? What is the training like? And I was able to kind of push them towards help them because she was able to kind of give her experience of, you know, what training looked like for her and how it, you know, it was difficult or it wasn't difficult. She was able to give them, pin, um, you know, pointers on how to go about applying for the job as well as, you know, how to survive training. And so, like, some of the basic qualifications I usually push out to them um, because they're all specific to everyone, regardless of if you're in the community or not. Must be a U.S. citizen, so that's a valid driver's license. No visible body markings on your face, neck, or hand. Age is 20 to 21 years of age. Um, no older than 37. So it's pretty basic for everyone. They're looking for candidates who are who have integrity and candor. However, we are not looking for angels. So we want you to be honest with yourself and be honest with us, you know, when you're applying for the job. Because our agency is very diverse, whether, you know, that be via race or sexual orientation. There's a place for you here. So we want you to apply. We want you to feel comfortable in applying and, and making it to training. And like I said, as far as training, I tell them it's going to be tough and it's also going to test your mental and physical strength. I give them, you know, PT guidelines and inform them that if they're serious and applying for the job, you know, enter some form of physical fitness into their daily routine. And again, I, I use Kelvin for, you know, to push them towards her so that way she can give them ex her experience while going through training um, when she was going through training. And so we have this, like we have this, I guess you opportunity to um, allow individuals or potential recruits to speak to either champions or individuals that are just in that um, that same community uh, who identify the same way as that individual, you allow them to actually have that conversation with somebody that's already employed with the, the agency? Correct, yes. And that's what we're kind of doing with the virtual events for next month. Um, I'm going to have Kelvin on there pretty much interviewing her to speak on her experience working for the agency and, and again those questions that I've been asked at the pride events and different school events what was training like you feel like the agency is supporting you or um, if they aren't like what are some things that you know that we can work on to change and make the and make the agency more comfortable for you so I'm kind of going to switch gears and kind of focus back onto you uh, specifically as a recruiter for the Secret Service um, and I want to ask what does it mean to be an ally to the community what does that mean to you? 
to me, an ally means supporting the bigger picture and recognizing that I'm able to push the message in rooms that may be shut out. So like, you know, for instance, bringing to light these different events that are being hosted throughout the years that the agency not necessarily, you know, attends, uh, has attended in the past and, and pretty much like putting our name out there and letting the community know that, you know, the agency is looking for candidates like them. Are there any stigmas that you'd like to talk about or just mention here just to kind of address anything out there that may cause or make may make someone hesitant to join a law enforcement organization? Uh, Well, I think in general for like um, especially members of, you know, the LGBTQ community, uh, the African-American community, law enforcement is not very popular these days. And so um, a lot of the applicants are very hesitant to, you know, apply and they think that maybe law enforcement is not the correct route for them. Even though they may be interested, they may be afraid that, you know, the agency is not really going to support or back them. I always ensure the applicants that this agency is very diverse. We want you to apply. We're going to be there to support you and make sure that you're comfortable once you are hired with our agency. Like we're all a family. And I know you mentioned a little bit before because you mentioned USA Jobs um, and applying, but like brass tacks, what what is the process? What would if somebody was interested in joining the organization, um, what would they have to do? So you'll go to um, usajobs.gov. Under the keywords, you can search USSS, so that's U.S. Secret Service, and then it'll bring up all of the current vacancy announcements that we have. So you'll search for special agent, so criminal investigator, comma, um, special agent, or uniform division officer position. And then you'll pretty much just hit apply. And once you apply, you'll submit your federal resume. You'll also submit your transcripts from your university. Make sure that your transcripts display your name as well as your graduation date. If you're if you're not if you haven't graduated yet, just make sure it shows the date that you are intended to graduate on your transcript and make sure it's legible and that we're able to read it. Also, you'll be given a vacancy questionnaire when you hit the apply button. Make sure that you read those questions thoroughly because we have a lot of applicants who end up self-selecting themselves out of the process due to them, you know, indicating that they're colorblind when they're not really colorblind. They've accidentally not read the question thoroughly. So we just want you to make sure you read those thoroughly before you hit submit. There's also a tool on USA Jobs that will allow you to preview the questions and you can, you know, put your answers on a Word document. And then when you're ready to answer the questions, you can look at your Word document and put them on the application and then hit submit. Again, you can always reach out to one of the recruiters when you're applying for the job. So if you go on our website, secretservice.gov, and look up for the um, the talent acquisitions division or look up the recruiters, uh, our names should all pop up. All of the uniform division officers, special agents, and civilian recruiters should pop up. And you, you can reach out to us. Our information is there listed in case you need additional help on the application before submitting it. And having been... I guess o- over the recruitment hump yourself, I've been in the agency for a couple of years now and being on the other side of the training and, and eventually uh, being deployed out to the, the White House. Uh, what does it mean to you to be in the Secret Service? Like, what is that? What's that feeling that you have of um, reporting to duty every day uh, for the agency? Well, it's a sense of pride. Like, um, I love being a role model for like the younger kids in my family. They look up to me. Um, they all think that my job is, is super cool, so that kind of makes me feel good. My dad thinks that I'm like a secret assassin or something, and I don't tell him any other <laughs> other way. So I, you know, <laughs> so I just, you know, it's just kind of, you know, been a great opportunity for me. Like 
I, I love what we do. I love working here for the agency. I intend on staying with the agency. And so, yeah. Do you have any specific stories that you might be able to talk about with identifying a candidate, somebody that may have approached you, um, asked you about the program that may have fallen into the LGBT community um, and, and kind of went through that process? Any success stories that you would like to share? So one, um, I, when I was at Miami Pride, there was an applicant who approached us and he was telling us he was already in the process. He had went through the Miami field office and that he was already in the process. And I think he was up to probably the medical part of the, of the process, the hiring process. And so we exchanged um, contact information. He asked me about what it was like being working for the uniform division. What, what are some things he can expect? And, you know, how he can um, work with the recruiting branch once he is hired for the LGBTQ community because he was one of the organizers there for the Pride um, event in Miami. And so we kept in contact, and he actually emailed me probably two weeks ago and told me he got his final offer to work for the agency. And so I'm not sure when he actually goes out to Slutsy, but he is hired with the agency now. And so we're excited for him, and he's also going to let us know when he's going to graduate from RTC. and me and Kelvin plan on attending his graduation if we're not, you know, tied up with protection or something else here. But yeah, so been in contact with him. And that's one of my first success stories uh, while working on recruiting. Most of my applicants, um, I'm still working with them to get them all the way through the, the process. So it is a long process. How long is that process? Just to give everybody kind of an idea of what that the background checks, the, the application process looks like for a law enforcement official coming into the agency. So it's, it's taking anywhere from six months to a year. Um, I always get that timeline. But however, it could be shorter depending on how much you have in your background. Like we have to verify a lot of different residences that you have lived at or if you list a lot of foreign contacts on your security forms, we have to verify all the information. So it could take a little bit longer. Also, it's dependent on, on the applicant. So if they have a lot of scheduling issues, that can also make your process go a little bit longer. So it starts off with the application. Once you submit your application and you successfully did that, you will be scheduled for your entrance exam. So you have either the uniform division entrance exam or the special agent entrance exam. And then once you successfully pass one of those, you'll be given a PT test. So there is a physical fitness test, a part of the hiring process again. Um, it just was implemented in March 1st of 2022. So you will have to take a PT test. And once you pass that, you'll be given a super interview, which is like your day-to-day -day interview. Also, um, you'll be given your security interview, which is where we go over your packet, so all the information, your residences from the last seven to ten years, drug and alcohol use, etc. You're going to list all of those things on there um, and make sure you answer them honestly and to the best of your capability. And that information is going to be used for your polygraph examination. So that's why I always tell the applicants when you're filling that out, make sure you list everything out on there so that way the polygraph can go smoothly. And you can get through that day. That is probably one of the toughest parts of the hiring process is the polygraph. And so, um, especially if you haven't been through one before. So, you know, so you do the security interview. And then after that, you'll be given the polygraph examination. Once you complete that, those steps, then you're, you're moving on to the medical, your eye and hearing test. They'll also be conducting a background investigation. And so they'll be talking to your neighbors, your friends, past employment, et cetera just to verify all that information that you listed on your security interview packet. And then after they complete their, their background investigation, they will conduct a home interview. So it's important that you know that at any point during the hiring process, 
you can be terminated from the hiring process, especially even at the last step of the home interview. So make sure that, you know, anytime you're interacting with one of us in the agency, that you're in a business attire or suit, um, a tie, et cetera, and make sure that, you know, that when we come and do the home interview, that you, you may have cleaned up from the party you had last night. Don't leave things hanging around for us to see. So make sure you clean up before we get there. And then after they complete the home interview, it gets sent over to, you know, the hiring panel. And then they give you your final job offer at that point. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I was going to also ask, what are some non-negotiables, like something if I had on my record or something that I know in my past that may not make it? Is there certain things that you can just point out and say you probably shouldn't apply? So, for instance, if you've had a um, domestic violence, assault or domestic violence um, charge or anything of that matter um, you might not want to apply because once you've been convicted of domestic violence you cannot carry a firearm and then um, also with the drugs so for instance with marijuana if you're 24 years or younger you have to wait a year before you can apply for the job and the older you get the longer that extends Um, any drugs like LSD mushrooms um, all of those hallucinogenic hallucinogenic drugs, um, those are automatic cancels. So if you have any of that going on, maybe you have a lot of financial issues. So like you have a lot of cars repoed, you haven't been paying any of your fines or you haven't filed your taxes like you're supposed to every year. Those are some things you might want to, you know, correct before you apply for the job. Awesome. And I guess my last recruitment question is um, age range. Um, How soon can I apply and when is it too late? So the age range, so you can be 20 to apply for uniform division, 21 to apply for special agent, no older than 37 to apply unless you have military preference, and we give you up to age 40. Well, awesome. Uh, I appreciate everything that you uh, were able to provide for the show today. Is there anything else that you would want to leave the listeners, either a personal message uh, about being in the service or just anything in general? What would you want to say? Um, so thank you for having me. Um, I want to say that uniform divisions and special agent positions are both positions to apply for. Um, I highly recommend the agency. And I hope that um, in terms of the LGBTQ community, I hope that it continues to get the recognition it deserves and that as an agency, we continue to support that community because it is very important. For more information about the Secret Service or how to join, please go to www.secretservice.gov. You can also find us on Apple and Google Podcasts, YouTube, or any app that supports podcasts in general. And if you get the time, please leave us a rating and a comment. It helps us go a long way. And until next time, listeners, stay vigilant.